Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Shelton. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the show. Joining me today, the man, the myth, the legend, Coco Vinny from Coco Love, Coco Taps. Vinny, what's going on, man? Hey, good afternoon, man. Jordan, good to catch up with you. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on and talk through everything that's going on in the you know world of coconut water. And I know you have some exciting developments. So before we get into the brand and where it's going and the brands, let's kind of lay the foundation, man. What's your story? How did you get into coconuts? Uh, walk me through that journey, what it's been like so far, and then we'll pop in. So I discovered coconuts by pure universal coincidence, so to speak. I had left my last company. I was super overworked and just burnt. And so I, I went walkabout. I hired a CEO at my last company. Uh, it was called Zen Entertainment and just went walkabout, really connected back to my source and what was important to me. You know, I did a five-year stint, 18-hour days. We raised millions of dollars in venture capital for that last company. And I just said, you know, this isn't it, you know? So I went back to basics, connected with my mom. Over the last seven years, I was able to just, you know, spend extra time with my grandma. You know, she just passed. She was 105. Wow. But we spent the last decade of her life together, her and I, you know, at least two, two, three times a week. And, you know, I realized that the most important thing to me isn't necessarily revolved around monetizing money. It's actually about people, healthy people, healthy planet and having fun. And so those are my three things. And I was doing some Ironman stuff and I discovered that I didn't like the taste of packaged Tetra Pak coconut water. It was awful. And that's where it all started. So I invented the tap for the coconut and that's how Coco Taps was born. Got a patent on that. And then it's evolved. And now we have a full beverage distribution company. You know, Coco Love is our own canned coconut water. I've been on Shark Tank and on The Profit. So it's been an evolution and an adventure and it's just, I've enjoyed every minute of it. So it's been wild. I love it. It's interesting, right? And seeing this progression, I love that uh, you were able to take a second to go, whoa, hey, like, what am I grinding for here, right? Like what, I need to detach my my personal worth and value from a company. Like I had to go through this with my company too, to be like, oh, the company and marketing and all these things are something that I do. They are not who I am. And I need to like, which was a whole, I mean, it's probably still happening as uh, as an exercise kind of separating my identity from that, right? So I'm happy to hear that, you know, you were able to do that, spend time with family, understand, okay, I want to do something that has purpose behind it, right? And that's one of the interesting things. So you mentioned it there, you were on Shark Tank, The Profit. Now, when those episodes, I guess like one, I'm sure that was an interesting experience, but more so now, you know, those shows rerun. Whenever it runs, do you all see like a sales bump those that day? Yeah. Is it just amazing? I mean, every time they run our episode, we see it on, we're like, oh, Shark Tank's running again because we'll sell some products off our website. And it's just like, it's awesome. It's like a residual brand equity building exercise. So I love it. Yeah, we dig it. No, that's amazing, right? Yeah, you'll take that commercial <laughs> every time, right? That's cool. But I want to talk a little bit now about your purpose, right? Getting to this, which is, okay. You've got the goal. You want to plant a million coconut trees, right? One million coconut trees. Uh, where? Whereabouts would we plant them? Yeah. So last year I planted 34,000 trees already. Cool. Uh, we have 200 acres in Puerto Rico. 
200 acres in Costa Rica, and we're opening escrow on some farm in uh, Big Island, Hawaii. Amazing. So it's a lot closer than Thailand or even Vietnam. You're going to knock about seven to 8,000 miles off of that trip, and it'll be a fresher coconut right there you know, off the tree. Pretty aggressive goal. Once we do accomplish that goal, we'll basically control the United States coconut supply. There you go. I love big goals like that, though. It also is a clear mission, right? When you can get the team around to go, all right, we have a finite number that we're trying to hit. Okay, here's exactly where we are. I'm a big fan of uh, this kind of a tangent side, but on the charity side of things, so they actually did exercises with charities during Hurricane Katrina and fundraising. And it was interesting because you'll have a charity will come out and go, we want to end hunger or we want to like stop STDs or we want to do whatever. But the ones that actually have success are the ones that come out. So Brad Pitt had a charity where he said, our goal is to build 200 homes following Katrina. Oh, everybody within the org, it's only like a six person team, right? If you're a six person team saying you're going to end world hunger, it's kind of like, okay. But, but a six person team can go, okay, 200 homes. That's our metric. And they just start to work against it. Right? So I love having that. Like it's a million. Cool. We did 34,000 last year. Great. Now it's just like, you know, there, it's easy to, to visualize and wrap the head around as a team. So that's a, uh, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan, big fan of that. Cool, man. How has that been? Like it, with regards to splitting your time, you know, from going scoping farms, being the a supplier, but also managing a brand. How do you split that up with your time? It's been a lot of work. I would say the team that we built around the distribution and the brand and has helped me go out and work on that bigger mission because we have some awesome people here at Coco Taps and they're from other big beverage organizations from Pepsi and Coke and different places. So they're doing the blocking and the tackling in the business. And I get to work on the business a lot as a chief coconut. I'm guiding the direction and we're all rowing together. So it's, it's pretty cool. There were, we got our targets set. That's awesome. And Coco Taps was first and that's, um, you know, the one that you've seen on the shows and everything. Now, Coco Love, you're now getting into, you know, a more traditional F&B product. Any big learnings that have come out from that? Like, oh, dang, we didn't expect that. Was It could be shipping costs. It could be, I mean, you name it. Well, um, but There was two, two things that have been amazing to learn. We pretty much, the hard lessons were all learned here with the, with the fresh tap coconut. This puppy has got a three to four week shelf life. It's, it has to be held in cold chain. Extremely difficult to market because it's higher price, less storage, less shelf life. Difficult. But we turned that into a million dollar business, so which was amazing. And the positive lessons by launching this, we thought a lot of our customers were going to just ditch the coconut after this. They didn't. And now they're selling more of both. That was a good lesson. And then another lesson was that people just want convenience. And the fact that this has a two-year shelf life and can be shipped without cold chain, without refrigerator trucks, is unbelievably, you know, everybody loves it. They just say, bring it in. Like they're just, our sales are off the charts now. So we're just, we're going to have, we, we lit up 250 accounts in the last five weeks. Awesome. For and it'll be to a thousand accounts by in August. So, I mean, just that kind of acceptance from the market and the taste is unbelievable. So. I'm learning that, that it didn't have to be hard. We went the hard way. <laughs> but I, I, I think the fact that we did blaze that trail and pave that trail 
now it's so easy for us to just go plug into that. Yeah, you kind of came in, if it's like if you come in to traditional, you know, food and beverage, but you come in through the side with through, you know, the full coconut, right? It's a very, like you're saying, there's not very many competitors to the full coconut, right? When we look at that and the cocoa taps and okay, it's its own thing. It's its own beast. It's very much, I'm going to, you know, drink it on the Vegas strip or on the beach or, you know, but like you're saying, so then you get all those hard lessons, but it also, you were able to meet a lot of retailers. You're able to see what are they looking for, all of that. And then you go, okay, cool. We got a stabilized product, good two-year shelf life. We'll ship here, boom, boom, boom. And like you're saying, it's that acceptance, but you've got the differentiator of like, I live this. I'm not, it's not a trend for me. Like, <laughs> so I, I love to see that. Yeah. So like I, I'm looking on our board here, our, our core values, trail maker, team collaborators, enjoys life, we're reliable, and we care about people and the environment. Those are our five. So it's like we hire to those, we get customers with those. They have to, we have to all be in alignment, like what we're doing here, you know? And then we say it every time, we're okay if we're not for everybody. Yep. You know, we just want, we just want the cool people that want to change the world, you know? So that's how it's been working. That's awesome. And in terms of like the company and, you know, you say you got 250 accounts, are y'all going, is that like a, is there a regional focus, you know, or is that just trying to get things across the U.S.? Is there more of a... Our strategy is really, really lasered in. So we we want to basically go deep in our backyard, Just we're going to own Vegas. And Vegas should be able to grow to 15 million in revenue over the next 36 months. And, and we're lighting up distributors, strategic distributors who want to be a part of this, lighting up Fort Worth, Hawaii, SoCal, Guam, just Puerto Rico. So we're going to be sending product and containers. We already actually do tap coconuts in Puerto Rico. That's been really successful. Our facility goes live in Miami in a few weeks. We just lit Royal Caribbean Cruises is going live on their ships, on their island. So a lot of good stuff's happening. It's an organic approach though. We don't need to go everywhere at once, you know? So you can have anything, you just can't have everything at the same time. That's our- now, which is interesting, right? I always feel like with brands and sometimes investors want to push things a certain way, you know, and there's a lot, I guess first did the company, you know, are there outside investors? And if so, how do you like, okay, we're going to go with this like steady, steady plan, right? We're going to attack things. We're not just going to do a nationwide commercial because it's <laughs> the hip thing to do, right? That we're going to make sure that we're good. How do you weigh that if there is those investors or was it about getting the right investors or, you know, how does that look? You know, Shark Tank was a good lesson for us. They didn't believe, they didn't come in on the, on that deal or the profit, but we were able to find some people outside of that that believed we've only raised, uh, we just finished our, our seed round. We had a pre-seed and then a little crowd fund in the very beginning. And then our official seed round is closing right now where we got a decent valuation, where we're not overvaluing it. We're not undervaluing it. It's, it's a nice valuation. I think it's a $10 million vow. And what's exciting is that we've been able to keep control of our own destiny and not overcapitalize. We've only raised to date, even with the seed round, 1.7 million all in probably. Nice. And I've kept the majority of the company. I think I'm going to end up owning still around 70% of the company. And so we still have the leeway to make the smart strategic decisions without being forced or, and all of our people, just, they see what we're doing. They, they love what we're doing. I mean, we come to our facility, the culture, the 
everything's just tight right now. I mean, it's really exciting because when we keep growing this, you know, we're, we're hiring more people and this is going to be an amazing project for, I mean, I, I can't wait to see it in 20 years, 30 years and keep growing. I love it. it. I love too that like bringing on the right investors and people who do believe, like you said, but also not blitz scaling where it's like, <laughs> okay, we're going to just try to own yeah. the market at a loss and I'm going to walk away with 6% ownership and maybe I get to, yeah. you know, have, and then I get kicked out of my own company. Like, we see those stories everywhere, right? So too much cocoa love and sold into this thing to just give it away to somebody who just wants to flip it. Like there's yeah. that whole, there's a different mentality, you know, to a long-term investor who wants to build real equity and real value versus just a, a flipper. Like somebody who just wants to write a check for 50 and get his 500 grand. Boom. There's a whole different vibe there. And I've been able to really screen and interview each investor to make sure that they're just not trying to flip us, mm -hmm. you know, not because push for a sale or push for a trade, a quick trade is a lot different than an actual long-term holder. And we want to drive real value. And if you're going to drive real value, I tell everybody, you've got to be willing to hold this investment for five to 15 years. I said, I'm going to be in this deal personally, unless there's mega, mega zeros behind it till we get a huge exit. I'm going to be in this deal for a long time. And so I want everyone else to be in long haul too. So all of no, our it makes team, sense, right? Like you're talking about before with being alignment in alignment with the team and the customer. It's like also being in alignment with the investor, right? To go, yeah, it's gotta like, work. we all got to believe in this mission and what we're doing. And this isn't a get rich quick. We're not going to do a three year, get <laughs> sold, sell a Pepsi in three years. Um, so. I mean, they're going to come knocking and I'm excited to, to dance with them. I just, that's not a real end game here. Right. Like we're really, like I said, that million tree goal and all the things we're doing on the impact and the community side is so good. That's what a real company is supposed to be. It's supposed to be long lasting. I mean, and I look at Pepsi and I look at Coke, they've been around 130 years and they're multi, multi-billion dollar conglomerates. I think we can get to that level in 30 to 40 years. Right. In, in a third of the time that took them because of what we're doing and how we're doing it. You know, so if we, if we can build a multi-billion dollar business in 30 to 40 years, we win, you know, we're, we're, and then we have legacy and it'll continue to grow and carry on and who knows what businesses we're going to be in. But I've studied the evolution of these big companies and that's what we're striving to be. I love that. It's like when I always look at Stella Artois and it's like 1355 or whatever. I'm like, all right, <laughs> like, <laughs> it didn't, that, didn't happen, you know, didn't happen like, yesterday. <laughs> you know, exactly. that's deep rooted that yeah. the generational wealth and that generational stuff. That's what we're building here. And like cultural impact, right? You know, Guinness has a like cultural impact. You, these certain products have cultural impact. So just even yeah. sticking to that in the value set that goes along with, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to plant these trees. It's going to be like great for local economies. Also, it's a better way for people to get hydrated. It's healthier. We're trying to get this as a choice versus, yeah. you know, something that's whatever rhymes with smoke a cola and, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and, and actually hydrate in a better way. That to me is awesome. And that's the stuff that permeates through the company, you know, long after we're all gone to be able to have that, that legacy, right. And that live on, is that important to you to like build legacy kind of like, you know, to, yeah. to have that a hundred years, 200 years from now. It's the number one thing that I think about when I wake up, I, I'm, I have a kid, my first child on the way in six months from now. And that's, I'm, I'm thinking about their kids and their kids, kids. And that's the stuff that I think about, you know, it's a long game. They say, you know, someone's sitting in the shade because somebody planted that tree a long time mm -hmm. ago. 
And so in a way we're planting trees and we're building shade that we'll never see and we'll never meet those people, but it's there. That's the, the legacy effect of how the things that we're doing is paving the way and, and making the trail for those coming behind us. Yeah, it comes down to like one of my favorite sayings, which is that uh, like to leave it better than you found it. And I just, I love that. It's so simple, but honestly, like that's one of my life mottos. So I think that to me rings true and you can see through everything that y'all are doing with Coco Taps and Coco Love. So that's awesome. I wanna, you know, that, that song, you know, they, they pave paradise and put up a parking lot. I want to reverse that. I want to start buying parking lots and planting trees and doing crazy stuff like that. Just reversing it. I love and it. like building soil instead of building a bunch of big buildings. And like, we got enough of that. You know, we want to create more food security, food, air, and water, clean food, air, and water are going to be the most valuable commodities on earth. Clean ones. Oh clean yeah. Sorts. And like you live in the desert, but the food deserts, which is a whole other thing is totally real. Right. And like yeah. you said, we got enough big buildings and you're seeing commercial real estate. Nope. Nobody's going to office anymore like that before. The, so yeah, there's an, a, lot, a lot of opportunity to kind of yeah. change agriculture, the ecosystem. We see, we see a lot of opportunity in agriculture long-term and, uh, through AI and automation and robotics, we're going to see a whole different different landscape in the next five, 10 years here with food production and food. I just love seeing the evolution of what's going on. We're, we're going to be right up in it. I love it, man. It's really exciting. Now, before I let you go, I want to let you kind of let people know where can they get some Cocoa Love or Cocoa Taps? Where should yeah. they go? They want to try the product. Um, what's the Okay, point? so you can go to CocoLoveWater.com. And all the listeners of the podcast get a special discount. Just put Coco Love VIP 15. And again, all caps, Coco Love VIP 15. Put that in at the checkout. You're going to get 15% off your whole order. Really, really excited. Follow us on, you know, at Coco Love, at Coco Taps for you. I also have my own at Coco Vinny. That's C-O-C-O-V-I-N-N-Y. We're on all the platforms. But we're really, really, really excited to just serve and help hydrate the community. I want to meet every single one of you guys that are listening in. Reach out to me. Let's connect. Come to Vegas. Give you tours of the farms. Costa Rica, Puerto Rico. Hawaii is going to be lit. So I'm really excited to just... Uh, I'm glad you guys invited me on the show, Jordan. Thanks for having me. No, this is awesome, man. And for anybody listening, go get you some Coco Love. We'll put links to everything in the show notes so you don't got an excuse. You got a coupon code. Get your little fingers going. Go to the website. Grab some product. Give it a try. Coco Vinny, thank you so much for coming on today, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it. Coco Love, man. We're going to hook up in LA. For sure, for sure. Awesome. Thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Shelton, and I'll catch you next time.